Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello, this is the following on Daily Podcast. I'm Neil Manthorpe. I'll be joined by David Bumble-Lloyd, Gareth Baddy, Abhishek Jujumwala as we look back at a thumping, thumping victory for India by 434 runs. England bowled out in their second innings for a meagre 122, which wasn't bad considering they were reduced to 50 for 7. But it was a day of commanding dominance for the home side, as it was indeed on the third day. India resumed at 196 for two and declared on 430 for four with Yashasvi Jaiswal becoming the first Indian to score two double hundreds in his first three test hundreds back to back of course having made 209 in uh, the second test match in Vishakapatnam and he's uh, come to Rajkot and repeated the dose he retired with back spasms on 104 at the end of day three, came back and made 214 not out, equaling the world record for the most sixes in a test innings. He made a dozen, struck a dozen of them, 214 from 236 balls. Safra's Khan finished unbeaten on 68, all of which left England a target of 557 or the possibility of batting out 130 overs to secure a draw. They didn't last 40 overs. Bowled out in 39.4 with uh, Ravi Jadeja taking 5 for 41, and what a game he had on his home ground, making 112 in the first innings, adding 5 for 41, and uh, for England, a dismal, dismal showing after that uh, uplifting, sensational victory in Hyderabad in the first Test match. They now find themselves 2-1 down. David uh, Bumble-Lloyd is alongside me. It's been four eventful days. The game was evenly poised, many thought, after two of them. Yeah, after two days, England in a glorious position at 207 for two. Ashwin having to leave the ground for family reasons. But it was a response by India. India's quick bowlers, Siraj and Bumrah, really lifted the game, lifted themselves. England, I thought, were complacent and were blown away after a really good start at 207 for two. You're then thinking, well, 444 by India on the first innings is not that many. England might get a lead. Well, they had a deficit of 126. They lost five for 20. And so that from then on, they're not only chasing the game, they were out of the game. 
Abhishek, um, for India, just a remarkable performance in so many ways. Given the talk about the absence of Virat Kohli and Mohammad Shami and a whole bunch of other KL Rahul, um, the out-of-form Sri Asaya, the all-change debutants coming in, Yashasvi Jaiswal has just uh, blown us all away. And I, I don't wonder whether he's blown himself away with the level of his performance. Over 500 runs in the first three tests. Yeah, he's... We, we all knew he's a very talented talented cricketer when he was coming through the ranks under 19 level he did really really well he had a brilliant IPL but to do it in international cricket and do it so quickly I don't think anybody expected that I'm not sure if Yashashvi expected that of himself so yeah he's been phenomenal for India just a couple of things which uh, for me stands out that India batted 130 overs in the first innings and England in total played 110 overs in their two innings combined. That just shows that they need to spend a bit more time. Whatever brand of cricket they want to play, they can be attacking as much attacking as they want. But in test cricket, you've got to play a few more overs to score runs. Bumble, I wonder whether the level of uh, disappointment and um, vindictive reaction from some um, England uh, spectators might be disproportionate uh, and that they might, well might do well to remember the moments and the days of glory and all the victories that uh, India, uh, that England have managed in, in the last two years. I mean, this is an absolute spanking. Uh, it's it, embarrassing, it, but... It, it is, but the brush, England will brush this away. This next game starts on Friday. They're 2-1 down. There are two matches to go. Uh, let's start work right now as to how we can win that next game. And obviously, they've got to occupy the crease a lot more. You can still be aggressive. You can still try to attack. I think they've got to take a little bit more care. The opportunity was there. We can't keep saying this, that after two days, they were in a fabulous position, 207 for two, and pushing the game forward. And it just disintegrated from then on. They just fell away spectacularly. India came back in that third innings, which we always in the game say that's vulnerable. They blew England away with some wonderful, exhilarating batting. Do, do, how old is this lad, Jar, as well? I think he's 22. 22. 20, 22 years of age. A sobering thought for young England cricketers is a 22-year-old with opening the batting against Jimmy Anderson has got two double hundreds. Yeah, absolutely. And also, uh, all the youngsters, as you mentioned earlier, Manners, to not have Virat Kohli, to not have KL Rahul, the middle order needs to do a job. Yes, the top order has scored a lot of runs in the series for both India and England, but in this match especially, you see two debutants and the way they played, in the manner they played. Sarfaraz Khan, I think he was outstanding, never felt like he's just playing his first test match. Uh, same with Dhruv Jurel, getting an opportunity. KS Bharat been knocked out and he made the most of it. He's got a very crucial 40 in the first innings, kept brilliantly. I thought he kept unbelievably well in the second inning. It was not an easy pitch to best spinners probably India ever produced bowling the ball ragging turning bouncing keeping low he was just outstanding you know what I find so fascinating about India's approach is that it contained moments and periods of basball um, Jimmy Anderson went for 21 in one over and Yashasvi Jaiswal would have moments of sporadic attack but but moments periods it wasn't indiscriminate it was he he also was prepared to put in the hard work the graft the long periods of defense absorbing pressure he recognized when people were bowling well to him and then he would reverse the pressure when the moment arrived they've scored freely 
And if the media, the Indian media, have got anything about them, it's Drav ball. Yeah. They would come <laughs> straight back with Drav ball. And, and Drav, Dravid, was nothing like that sort of player. And we see a caption that uh, well has hit 12 sixes in his innings, equaling Wazim Akram. And one player who's hit 11 twice was McCullum. So he plays this basball, it's in his blood, but not Dravid. Dravid is that, that careful player, but he's allowing these young cricketers to express themselves. I think they've been sensational. OK, well, let's hear from the man that we're talking about, Yashasvi Jaiswal. He was uh, having a chat after the game. I think, yeah, it was pretty difficult for me, I think, because initially I was not getting runs and I had to... I had to play the session, play the bowler and make sure that when I'm set, then I will play my shots. Then suddenly when I got set, then I felt like I can score score runs, which uh, means I, I had my plans where I can play my all my shots. Then I tried and play all those shots and get get that runs. And But after some times, my back was not really good, but I tried. I was I, I didn't want it to go out, but... Uh, as it was too much, then I had to go out. But the next day, I didn't know that how it's going to going to start. L- lots of thoughts in my mind. But again, when I came, I tried to ma- give myself time and make sure that if I'm set, I'll I'll take as much as deep I can. Then uh, yeah, after that, it was. I think I felt really really good after that, and I make sure that if I'm there, I'm I, I'll take the game forward and make sure I'll bat till the end. At the start of the second innings, you played rather slowly for the first 45 balls. Any reason for doing that? I think uh, that moment the ball was... Uh, I think I was feeling that there is something in the wicket and the ball was really hard and there was something in it and I, I, was, I was feeling that I... For me, it's especially, it's really important to give a good start to the team because as I have seen in last three matches, the second inning... Um, uh, makes a huge impact on the game then I was trying to make sure that I, I'll, I'll play as, as many balls I, as I can One last question The last series against South Africa obviously you played on some tough pitches you didn't get going as a batter so what do you tell yourself when sometimes you don't get going as a player? Yeah, of course I feel like whenever uh, if I'm set I, I need to make it big because sometimes if I'm playing well also I can get out as all my seniors always said to me that when you are said make it count and make it big then I, I always try to make it big and uh, you know if, if you see the, the way Rohit Bhai and Jaddu Bhai has played this first inning that motivates me a lot because the passion was there, the talk was there, they were, they were really determined to play the session by session then I was whenever when I was inside I was keep thinking that when I go there I make sure that I make it count because the way they, they were talking about the game, the way they motivated us, I think it's incredible to see them putting a lot of efforts and it's it's kind of hard test cricket, I guess. Then I was just making sure that if I'm there, I need to I need to make sure that in my mind that I will give my 100%. Yes, Shazvi Jaiswal talking to Dinesh Kartik after his magnificent performance. I'll tell you what, Abhishek, the one thing that strikes me after listening to that is that one of the reasons he's so good in the middle with the bat in his hand is he's obviously so very, very good between the ears as well. He's very smart and great game awareness. We, we heard the interview where he said it was very difficult for me in the first 45, 50 balls because the ball was doing enough and I knew that I cannot take a chance now. He gave himself that much time to get set, to get accustomed to the condition, to make, get his feet moving. 
And once he was set, we saw what he can do. And I think that's what England batters lacked. They tried to take on to the bowlers who, who they were struggling against or not comfortable or they didn't get set. So it's, it's, a, great, it's a great interview for a lot of, lot of young cricketers to learn from. That it doesn't matter what, how you want to play cricket, but in test cricket, you've got to give yourself a bit of time, I just feel. And just looking ahead to Ranchi, um, I, I know that uh, it's a, sometimes a forlorn occupation trying to persuade groundsmen to give you a certain kind of pitch. But what do you think, in an ideal world, if Rohit Sharma and the team could say, we'd like this kind of a pitch, what would it be and, and how do you think? And will, will uh, Safraz Khan stay in the side if KL Rahul's fit? Yeah, I think Safraz will uh, stay in, in the side. Uh, but I think they will ask for a turner. Given the way England batted on this surface, you would ask for a turn, 100%. Why not? Well, Bumble, um, for England, you said that uh, the hard work can start now, looking uh, towards Ranchi, um, but that they're not big trainers or practices. And I understand that because, you know, they've just had four days, as Gareth Buddy would say, four days in the dirt. They'll be tired, they'll be sore. They'll be emotionally bruised as well as physically bruised. Um, so, you know, they've got an extra day off now, which is, I don't know, a blessing in disguise, losing in four days. But it's still only four days. Uh, they've got to go to Ranchi. Um, will there be some, some wound licking? I think they'll get it out of the system very quickly. That's the way that they go about it. That game's gone. Let's think about this next one. And they'll have to look at the personnel, certainly the two opening bowlers. And we've been told that they will be rotated anyway. Uh, Joe Root, who's the Premier player, hasn't got a run so far, but bowled 27, incredibly, 27 overs in that second innings there. And it seems he's got a troublesome finger. Dan Lawrence is the reserve batsman, so he'll have to get ready. There'll be some practice, of course. Uh, but if I know this England team, they'll say, OK, that's a loss. Move on to the next one. We've got two matches to play. Let's see if we can rectify it. Gareth Paddy's joined us now. Your thoughts on what is India's highest ever test victory by runs. 434 runs. Um, it's uh, been a proper hiding. Yeah, it has. Um, it's, it's not turned out the way that England would have wanted, obviously. Um, but uh, I, I suppose the, the nagging question is, um, if you're going to play in the, in the basball way... Um, I suppose that the question that they would need to be asking in the changing room is, did we do that in the second innings with the bat? Did we play expansive enough? Did we take enough risk to put India under pressure? I know it was late on and the game was already done at that point, but Mark Wood at the end there came in and played some shots, um, but the ball seemed to be doing less in between those shots and the ball didn't seem to spin and, and bounce as much, which was part of the whole reason of we're going to play our shots because if we just stick in, we're going to get out question did we just stick in and ultimately got out for a lower total than maybe just be a bit more expansive and being a bit more truer to our word fascinating it brings back memories of the very first test match under basball um at home when uh, england lost by an innings to south africa um at lords and they a lot of people said uh, were england too expansive and brenda mccullum's reply was i think we weren't attacking enough we weren't expansive enough, which shocked a lot of people. Um, but he obviously knew what he was talking about. Are you suggesting that they could have made more of an effort to chase 557? Uh, no, I'm saying they could have made more of an effort to stick to the process that they committed to. So the numbers are for everybody else. I'm talking about the players and the process of how they play. 
Um, the first two overs of the second innings were maidens. When was the last time that happened against our opening partnership of Duckett and Crowley? I don't know. And I could be wrong. It might happen all the time, but it doesn't feel like that happens a lot. So it, it's the whole process of I play an expansive way because I move better. I get in better technical positions to defend on the back of that, but also I'm scoring runs and I'm prepared to take the risk to be in better positions and to take the game on. I, I just didn't feel like um, England ever really punched back a lot at India today. They did everything absolutely fine. There was nothing technically jumping out where you're going, oh, he's got an awful habit and doing that wrong. But th- th- it just seemed like we, we shifted completely from first innings where we were literally just head down swinging uh, to then going, OK, we'll, we'll, we'll trust our defence now, but we didn't throw anything back. So the bowlers just kept on and on and on. And ultimately, there's something going to happen and uh, was for our downfall. And as far as the fourth test match is, is concerned, Bumble, I'm going to ask Gareth this question as well, but get your, your thoughts first in, in personnel changes. Mark Wood, I think we've been told quite clearly he's not going to play back-to-back test matches. I think we were told that a year ago, that, that he wouldn't play any situation where it was back-to-back. So let's take him out of the attack. Jimmy Anderson has played two of the three. Um, I wonder whether he would be OK and up as a 41-year-old for playing back-to-back test matches. If neither, then that would mean... If you go with two seamers, Ollie Robinson and Gus Atkinson, um, or would there be a reversion back to three frontline s- spinners? Well, it, it, that would depend on the pitch itself, but we'll talk, uh, Gareth, about Atkinson. I think they'd be absolutely fine, and there's one way about freshening it up, and you definitely freshen it up with Robinson and Atkinson. I think Atkinson is going to be a very, very fine bowler, and we've seen Robinson take wickets, so this would be quite an examination for him. Um, but, you know, I'd, I'd sort of concentrate on the batting that... Root looks to be suffering and looks to be struggling with his finger. Johnny Bairstow can't get a run, so the extra batsman um, is the Essex lad. And so, you know, to, for him to come in, Dan Lawrence would again freshen it up. Do they need to change? Um, from a bowling viewpoint, it, it, India have out bowled. They'd be more suited. I'm not saying that the better bowlers, Jimmy Anderson, has got a shed full of wickets, but Ashwin has been a passenger in this game for various reasons but the bowlers have been more suited for the type of surface that we've played on here Yeah, I, I think if if the, if the big uh, fast bowlers are going to be rested, it's almost like for like I think Robinson covers off a similar role to what Jimmy Anderson would do, so that's absolutely fine for the makeup of your team and how you want to play. Gus Atkinson um, I wouldn't say is particularly Mark Wood in that he runs in and bowls lots of bounces as it were but he's quick and he has that bit of X factor from that point of view so that's almost like for like um, and then the batting situation the one thing about Lawrence is it gives you a spin option which takes a load away from Root uh, that that does worry me the the workload for Root I, I want him to spend all his time batting I mean, it's, it's phenomenal and he was bowling again this morning I'm kind of like freshening him up for his batting he's our best player so, so just, just talk talk to us about Atkinson. I was out at the ILT20. He's out there. So I'll tell you who I'm with. Simon Dool, Ian Bishop, Wazi Makram, Wakar Yunis. And they all sat up and said, who's this? It's Gus Atkinson. So tell us about him. I'm going to say he's quite tall, tall enough, wicket to wicket, hits the pitch and gets a little bit of nip. 
Absolutely. He's quite athletic in the way that he bowls. He gets a nice little bit of a snap from his action. So he's a little bit Bumrah-like and he gets a bit of hyper-extension, so he gets a real flick from the ball, which we've seen Bumrah very effective in English conditions. So I think that transfers to, to Gus Atkinson. Uh, he hasn't played a, a lot of cricket, which is a good and a bad thing all in one. Um, it's good from the fact that he's fresh. And when he's fresh, he has a better snap, so his, his ball comes out at a, a better velocity. Um, but he's also somebody that likes to have a bit of rhythm and likes to have a bit of feel. Um, he's, he's certainly somebody that um, we've had our eye on at, at Surrey for a long period of time. He's had his issues with injuries, but I know he's, he's getting on top of that and working on those things because of the force that goes through his body with the snap that we're talking about. Um, he, he's, he's on top of that. Um, he can bat. He's a, he's, a, he's a genuine, genuine chance of being um, a, a sort of a, a dashing all-rounder. He's not somebody that you, you're going to bat at ten and say he's not going to affect the game. He could potentially, first-class cricket, let's say he's going to, he could push himself up to eight or nine. So in test cricket, it could be, uh, it could be a dangerous nine, shall we say. Fascinating. Um, if Dan Lawrence does play, would they put him in for Johnny Bairstow? Um, you know, Bairstow's... Uh, played 98 test matches now and there's been a lot of talk about him reaching the milestone of 100 in uh, the final test match in Dharamshala but if uh, Dan Lawrence did play I, I find myself com- completely um, bewitched by his bowling style I love watching him bowl is he could he do a root job I mean is he good for 15 overs in a day yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's smart. He bowls like a, an intelligent uh, batter bowls off spin, shall we say. He knows what the batters are trying to achieve. He's got a good enough skill and he's working at that skill. He wants to be seen as somebody that can bowl very good, valuable overs. Um, if it's a straight shootout between Root and Bairstow, toss your coin. I, I personally would, would go for Joe Root because I think he is our best player. But that's not having a slight on, on, on Johnny Bairstow. But if you're wanting another spin option, he's, he's very much uh, in the mix, yeah. I, I think it's the injury that's a worry to, to Joe Root because he's been taking pills uh, throughout this game and he's had a troublesome finger anyway. And so, you know, this match starts on Friday. Will he be fit enough? It'll be down to the player to decide uh, whether he is fit enough to get through the game. Uh, but I'll, I'll come back to what I said earlier. England, this England, will get this out of your system. We don't want to dwell on it. We don't want to do too many interviews. We've had a poor game. Let's start and see how we can win the next two matches. Not just the next match. How can we win the next two games? Johnny Bairstow faced seven balls in this test match. Um, and, you know, it, you, there's almost an argument to say that that's not enough to drop him. Uh, <laughs> uh, how, do you, how do you know how he's well, hitting the ball? You, you know, I, I would say how many centuries he's got? Ten centuries. He probably uh, might have 11. Ten centuries. You... you You've got to be careful when you're dropping that sort of player. We're going to hear from Ben Stokes uh, very soon, but let's have another word about uh, and a comment from about Ben Duckett and his innings. I mean, it, it won't be remembered because, like all great innings in losing causes, they do tend to get forgotten and not given the credit. Can, can I just come in first? Let's forget his innings for a minute. <laughs> Never, ever... Put him in front of a media. And, and yes, last, last night, what are you talking about? We're going to have great fun chasing this down. They're only 330 on. <laughs> Keep him away from any media. Yeah, I, I, yes, I think that does possibly overshadow what was a quite magnificent innings. Um, and and he, I suppose it's the beauty of what he has said. He said, look... I, I trust my reverse sweep probably a little bit more than my defence at times to spin. 
I think that's because of uh, some scar tissue from being uh, out in India before as a younger man. I think he's learned from that. I certainly don't think his innings was particularly reckless. I just think he, he got onto the front foot and stayed on the front foot and played in that positive manner. Um, it really was as, as good at innings as you are going to see by a, an England cricketer in India against a world-class attack. Um, and I, I just think he has to sort of go back to the start and understand how he went about his business in that. Not the, not the numbers. Look at the process to what... Um, let him achieve those numbers. His numbers now in, in Test cricket are very, very good. He's, he's established fine opening batter. He's Sawag, Sea- isn't he? He's playing yeah, like Sawag. Yeah. Let him go. Leave him. He also said at the end of day three, the bigger the target, the better. I mean, is he, he's, <laughs> I, is he having a laugh? I, mean, I, I don't know. I tell you, keep him away. You can only read into that and say, well, if it's a bigger target, we're under, we're under less pressure. It can be the only way that you could sort of make any sense of that comment really um, look it, it could be tongue in cheek it could be just a, a lad that's come off the back of a wonderful wonderful performance feeling on top of the world and just, just got his words out wrong OK it's time now to hear from England captain Ben Stokes Commiserations uh, Ben uh, it was even Stevens till the end of day two where do you think it went wrong? Um, oh look, I think when we, you know, we, I mean, look, Ben Duckett played a, an unbelievable innings there, um, and you know that was the tone that we wanted to set throughout our whole innings um, with the bat uh, first time round, and you know it was for us it was about identifying that that opportunity to to really try and push the scoreboard on and get up as close as we possibly could to India's total. Um, you know, I, I said I actually wanted to be bowling um, yesterday at some point, although it came earlier than, than we initially wanted. Um, just because of how we felt the wicket was going, it was we wanted to try and push the game on as much as we possibly could. And sometimes game plans don't work out, um, and that's just a, that sport sometimes. I, I'm obviously, the new approach under you and, and Baz McCullum is, is fearless cricket. So at times, that fearless can be perceived as reckless as well. So how do you kind of cope with it or address that? Yeah, well, again, it's like everyone's got a perception and opinion about things. Um, but again, you know, the, the people of the dressing rooms and the opinions who really matter to us. Um, and, you know, we know that, um, you know, things don't always work out exactly how you want it to. Um, but, look, you know, two went down in the series, still got two games left. So, yeah, we've got a great chance to, to come on with the trophy at 3-2. All right, I mean, it's a quick turnaround. So how do you bounce back? Um, yeah, well, we, we leave this game behind us, just like we left the, the first and the second game behind us, you know, even with those results. Um, you know, we know we've got to win the next two games to, to win the series, and that's something we're trying to do. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's Ben Stokes uh, having a chat. I mean, you don't expect him to be downcast, uh, you know, or gloomy. Um, he and he he speaks a lot of sense. Well, uh, just just one thing he picked up, which we said earlier. How do we win two matches? That's what he's looking at now. This is gone. How do we plans? Sometimes they don't work out. It's what matters in our dressing room. These plans haven't worked out. How can we win the next two games? Yeah, it's um, it seems to be a bit of a buzzword about around sports. at make control the noise, and that's basically what he's saying. We only care what we think in the change room. The noise is what we're talking about, or other people's perception. Don't rile up that noise. Might be something that uh, you know, from a ducket point of view, might just be something that they might want to look at. But very quickly, I, I love these buzzwords. These young kids come out with you dead right. They call it the noise. Alex Tudor, our colleague, the breeze. There's a lot of breeze going on. <laughs> The fighting draw, we've all experienced it, and they can be absolutely exhilarating and uh, feel as good as a win. Are they gone now? Are those days gone? Do you know, I mean, you, you, we've, who was it? Monty Panasar and Jimmy Anderson a couple of years ago in the Ashes at, uh, in Cardiff. The, the, you know, the, the fighting, glorious draw. Was it David Steele, who I played against many, many times, who was brought back against the West Indies by Tony Gregg? He said, I want the crowd screaming for the money back. <laughs> I, I was bats. Honestly, I mean, are those are those those days over? I'm asking on behalf of, I assume, hundreds of thousands of England fans, saying like, could they not have just tried for, to bat 130 overs for the draw? I, I actually think that that's how they set up to 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 go about the business today. I, I think the the way they were specul- speculative, it was a bit more traditional style uh, start to the innings with with Duckett and. Um, with Crowley and throughout the innings, you know, we saw Joe, Joe Root under a bit of fire yesterday from from whatever uh, the shot was, and he, he faced his thirty odd balls for seven, and it was really only until he got out the shot that he played that he, he ended up getting out. I, I feel like we went from hundred miles an hour to possibly ten miles an hour. We didn't just get the middle ground, and it's a very fine line playing against spin and being expansive against quality spin and taking risk. You can't go from a defensive position over 10, 15, 20 minutes to then going, right, now I'm going to be attacking. It's very, very difficult to do that. Do you know, for the first time in my life, I actually believe that this team won't be affected by losing by 434 runs or four runs. No, I, I don't think they will. I, I, you know, I'm some old geezer and I've been around a long, long time and to England supporters and you will always, always, from an England supporter, get a reaction very negative to a performance like that. Let it go. It's a five-match series. Let's see if they can come back. It's exhilarating that the way they're playing and they will trip up, and they've tripped up here. I've always referred to there must be inevitable psychological bruising. They'll take they'll take a long time to come back from this, and I've always believed that to be the case. I don't anymore. Is that am I am I imagining it? No, I completely agree with that. I think players wouldn't look too deeply into. Um, the, the overall result, they won't like the fact they've lost. Absolutely, that will never change. Um, but there wasn't one player in an England shirt who uh, who didn't go out there and give their all. It just didn't quite work. And I think they'll they'll put it to bed. 
literally today. Okay, let's hear from the victorious captain, Rohit Sharma. Congratulations, Rohit. Uh, again, uh, day two, end of day two, backs to the wall. What was your message to the bowlers and the team? Oh, see, I mean, when you're, when you're playing test cricket, it's not played over two days or three days. We know, we do understand the importance of, you know, staying in the game for five days. Um, and yeah, I mean, they played well, uh, to be honest, uh, played some really good shots, put us under pressure a little bit there. But no, I mean, look, we've got class in our squad uh, when it comes to bowling. Um, so obviously, you know, the message was to stay calm uh, because when things like that happen, it is very easy to drift away from what actually you want to do as a team. Uh, but, you know, I'm really proud of how we came back the next day, uh, stuck to what we discussed. Uh, and when, you know, those things happen, it, it's, it's a delight to watch. Absolutely. I mean, that was a test of character and uh, passed with flying colours. Uh, uh, Jadeja at number five, is that going to be how it's going to be in the future or was predominantly the match situation losing three early wickets? No, look, I mean, especially for this game, we thought, uh, you know, uh, it's got so much experience playing, uh, playing this format. It's got scored a lot of runs as well, uh, you know, off late in the last couple of years. Um, and, yeah, we always wanted that left-right uh, batting as well. Uh, and, you know, Sarfraz being Sarfraz, we know the quality that he brings. Uh, we wanted him to just have some time, uh, you know, before he gets into bat. Uh, and we saw what he did with the bat. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I, by no means we have any uh, long-term plan here with, with the batting order. We, we just go by the flow, what we feel on that particular day or on that in that particular test match what is right for us uh, depending on the uh, the composition of the opposition as well the bowling composition uh, we we try and calculate everything and then we go with the flow so according to you what's what was the turning point in this game oh, i mean look uh, honestly a uh, lot of turning point uh, obviously you know once we uh, won the toss that was actually a uh, good toss to win uh, because we know in India uh, how important it is to win the toss and put runs on the board. And that lead that we got was was very very crucial for us. You know uh, the way and then we the way we came out and bowl um, uh, after that you know onslaught from uh, uh, the English batters uh, was important for us to stay calm. Like I said, uh, the bowlers actually showed a lot of character um, and. Not to forget, uh, we didn't have our uh, most experienced bowler as well. Uh, but for this group to come out and uh, you know get the job done like that in that fashion, uh, was really really proud to watch. And then with the bat again, uh, we know that the job was half done in the second innings. We wanted to bat, come out and bat, and take the lead as as much as possible. Uh, the, those two youngsters uh, in the middle, uh, you know, got us that lead that we wanted, and then. Obviously, Jadeja in the second innings with the ball was superb. Right, couple of those uh, debutants. I mean, both of them doing well, but can't let you go without asking about Yashasvi. No, look, uh, I've, I've spoken a lot about him uh, in Wysak as well, uh, and I'm sure people outside the changing room has, has been speaking a lot about him as well. Uh, so, I want to keep calm about him. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about him because he's just started his career uh, on a high. Um, so, I just want him to continue to do that. Um, and yeah, uh, looks a good player, no doubt. Indian captain Rohit Sharma celebrating his team's record 434-run victory 
against England in the third Test match in Rajkot. And let's not forget uh, the Indian captain made 131 on the first day. It seems like a long time ago, but uh, he helped lay the platform for what was a resounding performance from his team and an equally resounding victory. We hope you've enjoyed our commentary exclusive ball by ball on uh, TalkSport 2 throughout the series. Don't forget the fourth Test match starts again at uh, 4am UK time on Friday. We'll be on air from 3.30. You've been listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. If you missed any of the show or wish to catch up, you can download the podcast. Now available via the free TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, for more cricket content, you can listen to The Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 every Tuesday evening as Neil Manthorpe and Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison debate the biggest stories with a host of big names. And if you want to send us a question to a member of the TalkSport team, you can tweet us at cricket underscore TS and we'll answer your question on the next podcast. But for now, you've been listening to Following On. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 